they are returning back to core British values when it comes to colour schemes. Hello, I'm Ewan. And I'm Sean. And welcome to The Abyss. This is our last episode reviewing the manifestos of the major parties of the UK, or England more specifically, I yes. suppose. Um, UKIP, we've said the best for last. <laughs> so this is probably going to be quite good fun for us, I would imagine. Yes. Um, so I've read through everything, we've compiled notes. There's a lot of... It, it's similar to the Green Party one in a way, in that obviously they have fewer goals of actually being... In government. In government, so yeah. slightly less... Well, planning-wise, figure-wise... We're going to try <laughs> and do an impartial breakdown of uh, all of UKIP's policies laid out in their manifesto. We will be as unopinionated as we possibly can, aiming for sort of just informational, educational content. And then at some point, once we finish going through all of that, we will make it very clear that we're about to move on to uh, some opinions... Uh, so if you're only here for the educational bit, you might want to switch off then. If not, you can stick around and listen to what we think about this manifesto, which I would imagine will be quite interesting. <laughs> We're going to go through the policies pretty quickly. Ewan, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so um, I broke it down to several categories again. We're going to start with immigration, naturally. As you do when you're doing UKIP. Yeah, the first main commitment of the manifesto is a, to reduce net migration to zero over the course of five years. That is... We're not taking more people than leave the country over the course yeah. um, year As on year. Paul Nuttall recently said one in, one out, yes. which received him being laughed at by the other leaders. But that that is the plan for UKIP. That immigration um, policy will also uh, feature the Australian points-based system. Yes, which they've been talking about for quite some time. There would be a five-year ban on all unskilled immigration. So that's basic labourers, everyone who essentially is not trained for a specific role that the country needs. Following on from that, there's no amnesty from Ill for illegal immigrants. Currently, illegal immigrants who make their way into the UK have to be treated... Um, there, there, there are certain restrictions yeah. that are placed on how they can be treated and whether or not they can be deported. Yeah. These rules would be waived and they'd be treated much more harshly by our government. This is quite an interesting one. Uh, rounding off the immigration section, there would be a, quote, social attitudes test for immigration to ensure that no immrants believe women or gay people are second class citizens. Immigration, immigration will be discussed at the end a bit more, I think. Um, um, it's very hard to do that particular section without giving opinions. <laughs> so I think we'll, we'll mo we will move on to foreign aid. On a similar yeah, slant to immigration, foreign aid, um, reduce the foreign aid budget by 2.03% of the gross domestic product. UKIP would close the Department of International Development um, and they... Uh, State that savings would be directly invested into the NHS. That's uh, uh, savings of £10 billion a year, which would be directly invested into the NHS. Yes. And this is a strange one. I'm not entirely sure. I think this, this, is, is, their, odd, this, this is their alternative to spending money on foreign aid continually. I think they uh, would set up the Naval Ongoing Surgical Hospital or NOSH. Which <laughs> it says NOSH. NOSH. In the, um, Lovely. To help with crises, this is a floating hospital that can go around from country to country in the event of crisis. So, uh, in the event of an earthquake or a tsunami, our hospital would float over there to give aid to those in need. 
the only manifesto that contains a section specifically on religion. Um, so the first policy that UKIP would bring in is a burqa ban uh, in all public places. Uh, so this essentially means that people would not be allowed to wear face veils outside the confines of private property, so their home or the home of people they know. Interestingly, uh, they cite in their manifesto the motivation for this being uh, that it's dehumanising and could lead to a lack of vitamin D in those who <laughs> wear the burqa. <laughs> uh, because they are very deeply concerned of course, about yes. the health of people who choose to wear the burqa yeah. um, and they would place a moratorium on new Islamic faith schools um, and part and parcel of that is declaring any schools that are um, considered to be putting children uh, or subjecting children to Islamist teachings mm-hmm. would be immediately put into special measures. Right. Okay. Um, lastly, in the uh, religion section, they specified that there would be a blanket ban on Sharia law. Moving on, some new law, and this very much follows on for the religion section from before. Um, Political failure... party who want to make law. I'm joking. <laughs> failure to report female genital mutilation will become illegal. We discussed this before when they released their integration manifest, integration mm. agenda. That's the one, yeah. Um, we were slightly concerned by how big, ambiguous yeah. this was. But yeah, um, as I say, failure to report FGM would be made illegal. Uh, there would also be um, an FGM screening programme, uh, which would consist of young women having arrived from countries where yeah. it's a problem. And all, yeah, would be uh, screened. Would be screened for... And also um, annually checking uh, on young women who would are considered at risk right through schools it does say in the manifesto which wasn't in the integration agenda that it is a non-invasive screening screening process okay yeah how doesn't say (laughs) (laughs) okay right fair enough um UKIP would also reduce the density of alcohol outlets. Now, this I find mildly surprising. Um, yeah, no, it's... Um, this is just reducing the attainability of alcohol. Yeah, and they were going to re-evaluate minimum alcohol pricing, which is currently banned under EU law. Uh, I mean, I, the, we have a, a problem with uh, drinking in this country, so I'm... Yeah, it goes, it's not a particularly shocking policy. flies in the face of the UKIP image somewhat, but I think this has more to do with buying alcohol at a corner shop yeah. Pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it for um, changes to law that they'd like to make. As I said before, uh, ten billion pounds worth of investment into the NHS would come in the form of scrapping the Department of International Development. But they would um, commit a total of eleven billion pounds per year investment into the NHS. Additionally, two billion pounds of which would be for social care. So is that the 11 billion is in addition to the 10 billion no. from, or is that all inclusive? Yeah. Right. Okay. 10,000 medical school places. Which is um, an increase from the current 7,500. Yes. Um, so that's just encouraging more people to yeah. become doctors. That's addressing um, a number of shortages when it comes to uh, specialised doctors yeah. training in the UK. Uh, this is also possibly a response to um, people pointing out that 
Brexit may well see a decrease in medical professionals yeah. as, as some European uh, citizens leave. Um, in the preamble that comes to the NHS section, there is a big commitment to just the idea of encouraging more doctors to be a part of the NHS. Yeah. One thing that I don't think is in our notes um, was encouraging uh, doctors or incentivizing doctors, I'm assuming financially, yeah. to move to areas of the country that are um, short on GPs. Yeah, increase the number of nurses that can be trained and increase support for them. So uh, that includes retraining for nurses who mm-hmm. uh, take time off of maternity leave uh, and re- returning bursaries and grant schemes for nurses training. So that's, say, that's another in the same vein, another commitment to increasing the number of people yep. training in the UK. Uh, further to, I suppose, incentivising medical professionals, they would, and they are not the only party to do this, uh, scrap the NHS pay rate cap. Yeah, um, um, I was reading up on that. It actually only applies to people in the NHS earning less than £35,000 a year currently. Oh, yep. is that specific to UKIP or no, that's across the, the board? Okay, right. UKIP would also increase mental health spending by... Five hundred million pounds. The mental year health, year. mental health, does come up as an issue many times within uh, the UK manifesto, okay. but not to the same extent as the left wing parties yeah. who see it as being equal to physical health. Yeah, uh, the UKIP line is that it is underfunded and under treated, under recognised. But there is no point a commitment to equality um, when right. it comes to the two. Okay. Um, so this is this is UKIP flying surprisingly close to parties like the Liberal Democrats and the Greens, but, and the Greens even more surprisingly, but not quite yep. get, going that far. And then going back into uh, social care more, they'd increase carers' allowance to £73 per week. It's worth noting that when it comes to the NHS, a lot of the parties are doing roughly the same things just with slightly different numbers, a lot of them. Uh, yeah, no commitment to uh, buying back privatised sections of the NHS, no. No, which is a big which is, factor yes, which is a big one on the left. Moving on to tax, that ever-present phantom <laughs> of politics. Um, so they would raise the minimum tax threshold to £13,500. The Tories committed to £12,500. Yeah. So... A bit of one-upmanship here. Yeah, just and I believe you said yesterday that uh, UKIP announced this number just a day after the Tories announced their yes their number. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, possibly some political game playing happening happening here. Uh, they would abolish the TV license. There is a general uh, theme which I haven't delved into too much of uh, reorganisation of the BBC and the purpose of the BBC and the way in which it services people. Mm. Um, it'll be paid for through general taxation yep. um, and it will have a stronger commitment to the national interest and yep. public service broadcasting they would cut VAT on household bills this is possibly again one-upmanship on the Conservatives who said that they would not do anything to VAT this is to do with energy costs for the most part yes yeah um, yeah but they're, they're doing something yeah. to VAT which is, differentiates them from the Tories I mean ultimately on tax they have a line of no tax increase yeah. uh, net which does mean that everything in the manifesto would be costed via cuts yeah. to government spending rather than increase the amount of money the government has to spend. Interestingly, in the section on the economy, there is no real commitment to anything about borrowing or the deficit. They, but they do not concern themselves with the economy nearly as much as any of the major parties. They are a social change party. Yes. On the matter of inheritance tax, uh, UKIP would raise the threshold to half a million pounds 
uh, and follow that up by proposing to scrap inheritance tax altogether. There is a proposal of scrapping inheritance tax, uh, so that would be debated and investigated. Yes. So moving on to education, uh, they would scrap tuition fees for STEM subjects only, so that's science, technology, uh, engineering and mathematics. And so in their manifesto, they have several commitments to making sure that schemes that aren't employable, uh, if you're doing a course which has a low employment rate within five years after your graduation at a, a specific tax level, they would fees. stop payment of tuition fees for those courses, as in you're not allowed them. Not allowed to take course. The course would not be funded by the government. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do. I seem to remember this wasn't in this election cycle, in the last election cycle, 2015. Um, UKIP got into a, a little bit of hot water when they essentially said that arts degrees were useless. What well, often referred to Mickey Mouse degrees. Yeah. They are proposing that they be less funded. They would open a, at least one, I assume, or they yeah. would open grammar schools in every town. Every town across the UK. Um, so that's a massive rolling out of the grammar school system. On our notes here, we have open grammar schools in every town, which is um, taking a Tory policy and adding on to it. And following that is abolishing SATs in Key Stage 1. That's the SATs for seven-year-olds, which yeah. take place at the end of year two. So they would maintain the SATs at the end of year six. Yeah. So that's your last year of primary school. Yeah. But when you finish year two, the, you would not be tested. You just continue on internally. Right. So um, the, the abolishment of SATs is a vaguely left-wing policy, although it's worth pointing out that they are getting rid of one set of SATs, but then if they're opening grammar schools, the 11 plus will come into play. Yeah. So uh, they're sort of rem- removing one system of testing they don't and bringing want, in another. They want less examination of young children, Yeah. but are an increased examination on slightly older children. Ending sexual education in primary schools completely. Again, so, this, is, this is UKIP coming back in swinging right wing yeah. on this one. I mean, it w- we might discuss this at the end, but there's not much to debate about it, really. It's, quite, very, it's quite an obviously UKIP policy. The very, so. very opposite to the Green Party. Yes, extremely opposite. <laughs> Primary schools are required to have science leaders to promote STEM subjects. This feeds into the uh, scrapping tuition fees for science and technology yeah. subjects. There is a very clear line in the UKIP manifesto of... Uh, science and technology is the most valuable kind of learning. Also medical students yep. um, as well. Um, and all other types of learning arts should be secondary to this, mm-hmm. as it is most of the public interest. Yes. They want to bring in a German-style vocational system. Now, if you'll allow me, I will give a brief, brief explanation of uh, how the German system works. Uh, there are three main tiers of school that offer different kinds of education um so you have what's called gymnasium at the top which is academic these are high, for high school age students uh, then you have uh, middle school and then you have a vocational school and when you leave junior education primary education your teachers um recommend which of those types of school you should go to so you've got the academic one, you've got the sort of general one, 
and then you've got a mainly vocational one. You can move between them. There's the you academic... can have a commitment to be able to move yeah. between schools if you are exactly misaligned so or whatever. It's not that you get pigeonholed into one type of school and that's it. There is the educational equivalent of social mobility. You can move up. It takes you longer. But if you go into the middle school, you can do a few years there and then move up to the academic school if you're aiming for university or such like. So that's a rough overview of that the system that they're trying to uh, to bring into place there. They would you, restore the maintenance grant, so that comes back in with the um, uh, university STEM subjects thing, mm-hmm. except this applies to all students. Yeah. All students receive a maintenance grant at university level. They're really not sticking to just taking Tory policies and making them more right wing they're really flitting between the parties which it's, is quite surprising to me you could have a general commitment to this idea that people should be better off and should be kind of have a, this kind of sense of nationalism and community yeah it's really um the reason why they seem to cross over so much into what looks like left-wing politics is because of this idea of uh, community and cultural yeah. identity um, rounding off the education section, uh, they would increase mental health training for teaching staff. This is has been a relatively common policy across uh, the manifestos. Yeah. All secondary schools would require specialised counsellors, um, which isn't currently a requirement for schools. Lots of them have them, but it would be a legal requirement. Moving on to housing, there would be 100,000 new homes for young people every year. Yep. Um, um, so this is a commitment. They build 100,000 new homes and they would prioritise first-time buyers. And these homes, interestingly, would be factory-built modular homes. Modular homes are were originally a Scandinavian invention, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're basically houses that clip together out of a flat pack, essentially. Yeah. They're, um... They do commit to these homes being as high quality as possible, um, and it can work. Many of them are, yeah. Yeah, um, but these are often seen as temporary builds rather than long-term investments it's possible to make modular homes that are very much permanent or as permanent as any others um how the technology has progressed since i last saw it i'm not entirely sure but anyway this is this is um so a commitment to building new homes but obviously we don't have any increases to taxes or government spending so this is the most affordable way of building new homes yeah yeah um, they also have, when it comes to building new homes, lots of commitments to where new homes are built, maintaining green and rural spaces, and what's called brown land rather than green land yeah. um, is to be prioritised as use. Yeah, so uh, brown land being basically reusing land that has already been used for something, yeah. essentially. Welfare is the next uh, section. They would maintain the pensions triple lock as well as maintaining winter fuel payments. Protect disability benefits from all future cuts. So that means um, so they wouldn't repeal any of the Tory cuts that have already been made, which Labour and the Liberals and Green all commit to. But they do have, uh, they would protect disability cuts, as in, uh, this feeds back into the thing I said earlier about carers getting increased mm-hmm. um, funding. It's this idea that there are some people in society who cannot provide for themselves and the government um, 
and a community has a responsibility to provide for those people. They make the state pension more flexible. There's a they talk about a window in which you can leave your pension and you'll get slightly less money if you leave earlier, but they think that people should have the choice to be able to decide how and when they retire from a job. Um, this decrease would see women being able to retire at the age of 60. Obviously, women can retire slightly earlier than men. Yeah. Um, moving on to work, all UK jobs would have to be advertised domestically before being offered uh, to non-UK citizens. This was in the integration agenda as it well. It was, yeah. And they would also tighten, but not ban, the use of zero-hour contracts. Yeah, they highlight in their manifesto that uh, this is often abused. Zero-hour contracts are often True. misused, um, and they would tighten them. Obviously, then we've had this argument before as well. We have, yes. Uh, defence. Defence spending. They'd maintain the 2% commitment, and they would accuse or in veiled terms, accuse the Conservatives of actually failing to do this in real terms. Um, okay. They call it a genuine spending commitment. Uh, <laughs> and they would also uh, plan to increase military spending or defence spending by £1 billion per year. Just to clarify, um, for those of you that may not have listened to the others, the 2% uh, spending commitment is the 2% advised 2% defence spending that NATO states um, are asked to meet. Yeah. Um, this has been in the news recently because of some things that Trump has said to NATO. <laughs> Carrying on, uh, UKIP would bring in 20,000 new police officers and 4,000 new border staff. That's twice as many new police officers as Labour or the yep. Tories. Um, and they would also build new prisons. Yes. Um, they would also, and this may be one of the most controversial things, feeds back into their whole uh, immigration policy. Any foreign nationals uh, sentenced, who are currently being detained in our prisons, would we'd seek action to send them back to their own countries. Right. And anybody with a criminal record in a foreign country would be banned from immigrated to the UK. Uh, and they would also maintain Trident. So this is... That's not surprising. No. Um, Brexit. This yeah. could be interesting. Now, the first uh, policy we have on our notes is they would ban the EU flag from being flown in public places. Yeah, in all public... Or, or from public buildings. That is post the uh, finalisation of the Brexit deal. But yeah. that's still a very strange... One, they, that feeds into the idea of symbolism, nationality. Yeah. Um, 23rd of June would be declared Independence Day. This was Farage's speech after the referendum went through. So this is bank holiday would, yeah. would appear. No payments would be made to the EU post-Brexit. This um, is reference to the fact that the EU have pointed out that we have commitments that go beyond um, this year and indeed the next. And various newspapers reporting varying figures on how much money we were. Exactly, the yeah. Uh, but UKIP have decided that they would not want to pay anything. Yep. Uh, another part of this whole symbolism thing feeds back into the European flag. Uh, a blue passport for blue UK British citizens. passport. Um, apparently, I mean, I'm too young to know this, but apparently prior to our to the European Union, we did have a blue passport. Did we? Yeah. Okay. And so they are returning back to core British values when it comes to colour schemes. Excellent. So you could also say that no British national would be allowed to stand as an MEP in 2019. Obviously, I, that's the last year of our um, membership membership of the yeah. European Union, provided that we uh, leave what we say we do. Yeah. Um, and so what that means is that come the day of uh, the final day of the negotiation, that is completely and utterly Britain's uh, end to yeah. being in the European Union. Uh, they would remove fishing quotas. This has come up in a few of the other manifestos. Um, yeah, fishing quotas. I wouldn't mind talking about that at the end. Okay. Um, and they would prioritise free trade with non-EU countries. Yes, that's controversial given uh, the amount bit. of trade we do with the European Union currently. 
But uh, yeah, as I say, obviously, I mean, it could be argued that we're not going to get the nicest trade deals off the European Union just Possibly after we not. leave. Under energy, um, this... A Trumpian move. A tr- <laughs> uh, so, yes, this feeds into something that Trump uh, announced officially just yesterday. Um, we would follow in his footsteps and would withdraw from the Paris Climate Change Agreement. It's interesting that all other members of the Paris Climate Change Agreement say that that's not possible and you are not permitted to withdraw from the Is that agreement. just for us or is that, does that include so that the was, US? That was well? in response to Trump. Oh, wow. Okay. Under transport, they would scrap HS2. Reinvest that money into existing routes and services. Yeah. Um, so expand local networks and continue the uh, upkeeping of those. Yeah, and they would end uh, toll roads. Yeah, they um, could, which they refer to as modern day highway robbery, which I suppose <laughs> is a wow. neat little pun. Um, highway robbery. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Um, for some reason, they find that to be distasteful. I've well, absolutely no o- idea. Okay, fair enough. Um, and the last section we have in our notes is democracy. So, um, which is surprisingly similar to. The last episode yeah, that we did, which Green was Party. the Green Party. So uh, UKIP would bring in proportional representation, which is a, a different voting system. Which generally benefits marginal uh, yeah. or fringe groups. Uh, UKIP received 2 million votes at the last um, election and received zero seats. Yeah, And I think it was estimated something like the Conservatives received 1.2 million votes per seat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's why UKIP are so opposed to the first past the post system, yep. as are both of us. And they also have a commitment to abolishing the House of Lords, but unlike other major parties, they have no commitment to replacing it with a democratic house. So that is a uh, very speedy rundown of all the main policies in the UK manifesto. So for those of you that have just been listening to hear exactly what it is that UKIP want to do, you may want to stop listening now because Ewan and I um, are about to give our opinions. And be forewarned, neither of us are particularly fond of UKIP as a party. Um, so uh, this could be quite a visceral opinion piece. But yeah, so for those of you that have stuck around, let's begin. Yeah, so the first thing I have uh, highlighted was the social attitudes tests for immigration. Yeah. I don't know if this is to make them seem modern. They want, to, as I say, this idea of community is prevalent throughout. And so they kind of want more... Secularism, yeah. Um, this naval ocean going surgical hospital, um, (laughs) I think it's what (laughs) I'm not sure. It made me think of the Thunderbirds (laughs) (laughs) Um, when I read it. This kind of team who goes out and deals with crises. Paul Nuttall does look a bit like the bald guy of the Thunderbirds, he was a bad guy, Sean. I rest my case. The burqa ban on public uh, in public spaces, I don't agree with, um, and the outright banning or the the open banning of Sharia law. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. Con- I, this is their idea um, of targeting radical Islam. Um, yeah, whereas other major parties, Conservatives, Labour, Liberal Democrats, don't like saying tackling. Um, Islamic extremism they just say tackling extremism yeah specifically Islamic extremism is a problem uh, yeah. for UKIP yeah. for UKIP that's their they see the teachings of Islam and terrorism to be linked as in there is a cause and effect there yeah um, 
Whereas the other parties would see it more as a co-opting of Islamic values. Yeah, and it's on this matter, Ewan and I agree with the other parties. Uh, yes. Um, I think UKIP um, make, consistently make the mistake of drawing a direct link between um, the general teachings of Islam and Islamic extremism. The so we STEM subjects was the word to get to yes. next. Their commitment to scrapping tuition fee for STEM subjects only. Something I have previously been an advocate for. Yeah. On so I was wondering your thoughts on this. You don't do a STEM subject, whereas I do. So I, I do. don't, but I also don't do an art subject. So I'm I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, but um, you would pay tuition fees yeah. on your course. I would not. I agree. Really, I don't think I should get my course for free. Because it's not a particularly useful course to the country. I am a, a politics student, uh, which comes under the social sciences. Um, I think my degree is useful, but I don't think it's particularly in need. For I don't think the country needs more people who are trained politicians. Go back a couple of years to when you're applying to university. Yeah. If you have to pay for your politics course but you wouldn't have had to pay if you were to go to chemistry and natural sciences would you have made the exact same decision no i would have gone into chemistry and do you think the country would be better off uh probably i i genuinely i i re- i do agree i agree with you kip on on this um, on this education policy and especially on the um really pushing for stem subjects um, uh, it's interesting that when this specific policy is raised mm. Arts students and humanities students uh, often feel that this is, rather than elevating STEM subjects, it's persecuting arts and humanities subjects. Um, And it would be very interesting if there was any commentary on this one, uh, because we do know quite a few art students. We do. Um, It would be interesting to hear their opinions in the comments. Yes. Also STEM subjects, people who say STEM subjects. But I think this will be the most divisive element of the... UKIP manifesto amongst yeah. the young voter. Yeah. There will be lots of young people who will agree with this policy, yeah. which is not true for a majority of the stuff. In it's this also policy. worth noting briefly that though uh, my degree may not be STEM subjects, up until my degree, I was very much a STEM student. Um, so we are we are both perhaps somewhat biased towards STEM uh, as an area of study. Interestingly, though, despite their value on science and technology throughout the manifesto, they also don't believe in climate change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how those two policies are kind of in the same manifesto who beyond knows? me, their commitment to removing themselves from the Paris uh, Agreement is yeah. catastrophic. Any party of that commitment objectively would not receive my vote regardless no. of their... Just that, their that single policy is just so utterly ridiculous. That I'm a big fan of the Labour Party. If they adopted that policy, I would be voting Green. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, those are all of the main points I wanted, you wanted to discuss. You to discuss fishing quotas. Oh, fishing quotas currently, and also uh, minimum alcohol pricing, I think, all funds into the same thing. Okay. Um, I was always Eurosceptic. Um, mm-hmm. When we had the EU debate just before... Um, the Brexit vote, um, I continually fought the case for Brexit yeah. um, in the face of the many, many liberals I spend time with. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm not convinced that the European Union is a uh, 100% uh, good. And I think that the no, ideals no. of it and often the practices of it are far um, removed from what they should be. Yeah. Um, 
fishing quotas and minimum alcohol pricing were two things that I uh, continually used as evidence for uh, the EU's stupid love of uh, bureaucracy. Fishing quotas basically mean that you can't fish more than a certain amount in a certain area. The problem with this is that the fishing techniques used by fisheries mean that they will catch the same number of fish regardless, but they will be fined if they don't throw the fish back in the water, which is ridiculous because the fish are dead. You're not helping the environment with fishing (laughs) quotas, you're just hurting business. Yeah, I think that that... Um, those are, there are times when EU legislation is awful and there is a general consensus in the UK when it is, but there is nothing we can do about it. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you on um, on minimum pricing of alcohol as well. Scotland had an issue with this recently. Yeah, they I, were... I, I cannot fathom why the EU won't, won't let um, member states do that. Because it's to do with... You're, it's part of a broader thing. You're not allowed to put tariffs on specific industries um, um, and imports from other EU countries. Yeah, but the issue that the EU have on this matter is they they refuse to see alcohol as anything other than another industry with another product. product. Yeah, it's just another product, same as toys or any other food food stuff. When it's not, alcohol is a poison. A poison, and it needs to be treated as such. But so, how do you feel about the manifesto as a whole? I liked more of it than I was expecting, yep. if I'm perfectly honest. And I have to admit, during their 2015 campaign, there were parts of the UKIP manifesto that I liked, that I thought were good. And they are one of the parties, much like the Liberal Democrats, um, who have the ability to pick and choose from the other parties. Um, and no one really pulls them up on it. The problem I have with UKIP is there are just a few, a handful of policies like Birkeban like um, the massive re- um, reducing of uh, the aid budget, um, their immigration policy... Removal from Paris Agreement. Removal from Paris Agreement. There's this handful of policies that I find so offensive and just utterly distasteful that I, I simply would not be able to justify even presenting any sort of support for the party, let alone voting for them. Yeah, the thing I find most interesting about the UKIP manifesto, I always find it interesting seeing UKIP justify themselves in print compared to justifying themselves verbally. verbally. Yeah, And I honestly believe they have an interest in building communities and relationships within the United Kingdom. I think Kingdom. that much is evident. Yeah, I really do. That, that is their priority. The way they decide to do it when it comes to targeting foreign uh, people and minority groups within the UK, I disagree with. But I don't think they are bad people, just misguided in a lot of ways. I have some level of empathy for what it is they are trying to achieve. And I disagree with the means by which they want to go about it. Uh, But I think that idea of community... And to some extent, nationalism mm. is valuable. And Definitely. I would be interested to see a Labour Party that adopted more of it. Because I think a lot of it is very much in line with working people's interests. Very much so. Um, on that note, we will draw this episode to a close. This is the last of our um, manifesto episodes. And uh, hopefully, 
Uh, we will also release a very short um, predictions episode on the day before the election. Um, and then, of course, you will get uh, probably a very fatigued reactions episode uh, following the results. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will speak to you very soon.